matcha, mate, mata. Um, would you like to discuss an episode of Adventure Time and record it, and then put that out into the world via a podcast? I feel like it's going to happen, even if I don't want it to. <laughs> That's the spirit. Adventure guys. Adventure guys. Now it's time for Adventure Guys. Yeah. Hey, Adventure Guys, a podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I'm Nick the Human. Welcome to episode 11. 11. Pretty good. Although episode 10 has still not been published. <laughs> uh, it's coming. Oh, baby, is it coming. I mean, well, I love how we talk in present tense when it will not be applicable to our listeners. Um, but yeah, there's a little delay in episode 10. Apologies. But it's uh, but 11 just came to you really quick. Did you like how quick the break was between 10 and 11 listener? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It, we made up for it. Yeah, thanks for understanding. I appreciate it. Uh, so, so your your crazy past few weeks are are finished now. Largely, um, largely finished. I had, as discussed on episode ten, huh, I plugged my uh, online festival, but it never came out. So, hooray for that! <laughs> it might be archived <laughs> on the internet, um, although legally, I don't think it's supposed to be. But it was the Vote Ready Festival. You can check out my Instagram, Nick P Harvey. There was like a little flyer. And had 25, 26 artists participate in doing like one to four song performances from home and then doing some interviews and other fun stuff. And to watch it, you're supposed to register to vote, which again, register to vote people. Like if you're listening to this, I pray to God you are registered, but it is our (laughs) duty to vote. Um, And it can really make a change. Um, I'm excited to vote in Texas where, you know, my vote will really carry some weight this year. Yeah, I'm still waiting on my absentee ballot to show up. From Texas? Yep. Nice. That's good. I, oh, it's, they're making it as hard as they possibly can. They are. Oh, man. And the, they had early voting and, like, mail-in voting here in Texas and um, Greg Abbott um, – like oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, he he closed down like all these different places that you can go to like turn in your ballot. It's really it really sucks. Yeah, not a friend of the show. Not a friend Greg of the Abbott. show. Greg Abbott. No. Oh man, imagine <laughs> if he got COVID. Right now we're recording this. It's in the storm where all the Republicans are just getting COVID left and right. Like you check your phone and a few hours have gone by and you're like, wait, Chris Christie has COVID? No way. <laughs> um all these people that I'd never previously cared about their health and well-being now have this deadly disease. How do I feel about this? <laughs> I know. It's quite a modern moral quandary. Although I know I don't think that's true. I, you know, people in ancient times in like Rome and Greece were probably uh you know, cheering for the death of their opponents. Uh maybe we're <laughs> maybe more we're regressing more than anything, but it's certainly weird. And certainly lots of conversations I've been having with friends where it's like, I don't want anyone to die. And like, I know that that's a wrong feeling to have, but (laughs) 
Like, given who these people are, <laughs> right. it's like, yeah, I don't know. But there, but there is a but. <laughs> yeah, there is a but. Um, I know. I was like, man, imagine Ted Cruz gets it, but apparently he's not. That was one I was hoping <laughs> But on the New York Times uh, website now, they have, like, Trump's, they, like, show who he came in contact with. Like, yeah, there's, like, a chart. There's a chart. Like highlighted people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ted Cruz, where is he? God damn it. Um, <laughs> Although there's a hundred people in Bedminster, New Jersey, close to where I'm from, that he went uh, to do a charity fundraiser while he knew that he was exposed to COVID through Hope Hicks. Um, oh, what a dick. What a dick. It's just not following any of the protocols that his own government is uh, recommending. Now, another great thing I love, did you see this? I, have to, I want to read the article. Someone just sent me the headline right before we recorded, but Chris Christie got it, um, obviously, but... He didn't know he was at risk for getting it until he saw on the TV that Hope Hicks had tested positive and it was now public. Meaning two things that the government is not handling their business right and telling everybody they should be telling like, hey, you might be carrying this virus, but also like didn't even give a shit enough about Chris Christie to like warn him. (laughs) Oh yeah, whatever. He'll find out in due time. God, that guy sucks, man. It was being yeah. in Jersey. He he really like he was like he won bipartisan support, and everyone loved that guy, especially during like the hurricane. He worked with Obama to like get relief to New Jersey, and even though he had some really questionable policy, especially around like you know uh, funding for public schools and all these sorts of things, and then it just Yo, all, he was terrible all, for education. All that, came out so that he, he sucks. Yeah. When he was governor and we were in college, yeah, and I was studying education. All my friends were music education majors, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that went to University of Delaware are from New Jersey, yeah, and they're all education majors. And I'm asking them, "Hey, did you vote for your governor?" And they're like, "Oh, uh, who's running?" I was oh. like, "Oh my god, you're 20 years old. You're gonna regret this so bad." <laughs> I know he. That guy has had a direct bearing on how many jobs were available and how much they would get paid. And he sucked the funding, especially out of the arts in public schools. Like he sucked, but you know, he overcame that with the hurricane stuff, but then the whole bridge scandal and he's just descended into just continuously being a douchebag. I feel like so many people, I just, we've talked about this maybe on the show before, definitely in person, but I can't believe how much like I like a candidate has to do with people supporting them. Like it, it still blows my fucking mind how people, can be like oh, i kind of like that guy it's funny he tells it like it is like how can that outweigh what their policy issues are I, right I don't it, get especially it especially when the the candidates that are known for being likable are the biggest fucking douchebags yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> you know who likes them other douchebags <laughs> i know i i i cannot i it really occurred to me over the uh the the primary for this year for you know president and how I was so Bernie, pro Bernie, and um, like a lot of us were, and I I loved Elizabeth Warren's ideas, but so many people I talked to and in the public were just seemed to be like, I don't like those people, and I was like, yeah, but what about their ideas? And like, it just seemed like a lot of people in my life didn't get as far as checking out what their ideas really were. It was about feeling like they could vote for. It's how I feel, which is just like. Why is American politics all about feel so much? And hey, even if it was about feel, Trump sucks. Why do you, where's feel on that one? You know? 
Okay. Oh man, Adventure Guys, Adventure episode Guys. eleven, coming out swinging. I know it's political <laughs> talk radio, pretty lefty talk radio. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, is there any sort of political um, dynamics in Adventure Time? Like, I haven't seen it yet, but is there a governing body or government to speak of, or is everyone kind of doing their own thing? You know, there's a, there's a little bit of an arc actually where uh, Princess Bubblegum there's some sort of technicality and they realize that she's not actually, you know, a dictator type authoritarian leader and she has to actually hold an election. Oh, for, for just for the candy kingdom. Yeah. 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 So, uh, who, there's a, there's a character who runs against her. I want to know. It's a character that's voiced by Andy Daly. Oh God. I love Andy Daly. And yeah. And, uh, it's, it's it's not like hugely consequential, but there's a little bit of an arc Got where it. Princess Bubblegum is no longer the the princess oh. of Candy Kingdom, and it has to do with democracy and voting and and how people perceive their leaders and that kind of thing. Um, it it doesn't get too heavy on the political overtones. Sure, sure. It's more just a funny little arc, but it, it it happens. It's present in the show. Oh, that'd be fun <laughs> to watch. I would vote for Princess Bubblegum, like hands down, so easy. Maybe maybe we can do an election day special. Oh God, the day watch, after watch election episode. day, or like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we're not gonna have the election. We're not gonna have the election <laughs> results that night. Oh yeah, but well, on November third, we can maybe watch. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're like scheduling and picking an episode outside of the generator, but I'm for it. Yeah, it's uh, it's October now, and we need to do a Halloween episode. Ah, uh, yeah, dude, it's freaking beautiful in new york oh, new york october it. is what i live for it's so good i miss it man <laughs> i've had because of my job my um the falls end up being a bit busier just at year in year out but the beauty of fall in new york always just pierced through the cloud of stress and whatever just to like it just hits you you walk outside it's like inescapable yeah, I wish I had more to do outside the house these days. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just live in a basement. <laughs> uh, well, oh well. Um, hey, would you like to talk about Adventure Time? <laughs> the episode? The show? Well, I feel like it's going to happen whether I want it to or not. <laughs> episode discussion. Oh, uh, look. Hey, what's up, Sean? What's what, going on? What do you got here, dude? Oh, man, I got some good stuff here. Don't tell me. What is it? Oh! <laughs> oh, what? It's poke. Yeah! <laughs> Whoa! Do you have the receipt? It's right there. I think they got Nick's poke wrong. Yeah. Oh no. Eric, this is unprecedented. If they got this poke wrong. Oh god. Oh, no. We got it from Poke Poke. I look. It's. It looks like I probably just put it in incorrectly, which doesn't sound like me, but whatever. I got salmon poke today instead of uh, my regular tuna. Oh yeah, Sean, how, what'd you get? 
Uh, I got some tofu. I got the the old tofu special, the tofu poke. <laughs> right on. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to, to snack while we talk. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, Sean. Wait, Sean, before you leave. Um, Sean's been watching on his own, as I've been saying. Sean just saw the uh, the introduction of Lemon Grab. I did. Yeah, 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 I did. Can, can you, and he's been just screaming like Lemon Grab all week. Can you give us a little taste? <laughs> Are you sure? Is this is this level is this is this uh, episode at this level right now? What it can be? We yeah. just got surprise poke in the middle of the episode. I Anything know. could happen. All right, all right, fine. Um, I, I'm gonna do this off mic. It feels like from a gain standpoint, it's gonna be better if I like back away by like a foot or two. <laughs> all right, give me a sec. Here we go. Hit it. All right. This castle is in unacceptable condition! <laughs> unacceptable! <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's a good lemon grab, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, Sean Harvey, everyone. Give it <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, thanks for that, yeah. <laughs> I was asking Sean about it. Sorry, I got poke in my mouth. And he was like, you gotta like... He, he had a whole theory about it and... <clears throat> You want to explain how you do your lemon grab voice? You just have to. You have to uh, take it. You have, you got to match the pitch, but the airflow and everything. Like you really have to feel like you're about to damage your vocal cords, <laughs> you know, to make it happen. So. Yep. Mm. Ah, God, I love poke. Good job, Sean. See you later. Now oh, he's gone. <laughs> All right, what were we doing? <laughs> Episode discussion. Yeah. Discussion. Okay, 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 okay. Season three, episode twenty-five, Dad's Dungeon. Yeah, this is a fun episode. It was a fun episode. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've got lots of, I've got some questions for you about what happened in the episode. I also have some, uh, some deeper thought analysis, as we've come to expect from my brain. But, uh, um, do you have any initial thoughts up top? Yeah, well, um, so side note, I have started my, uh, I think, sixth full watch through of Steven Universe. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, and I just watched uh, an episode from season one of Steven Universe that was very video game influenced, mm -hmm. Rose's Room. And this episode of Adventure Time was also very video game influenced. Yeah. And I noticed that in a little bit more detail maybe because I've been watching both of the shows. Uh, but yeah, this is very much like Legend of Zelda. You're going through the dungeon. There's levels. There's bosses. Even the music it celebrates that reference. Yeah. And the music, they even threw in a bit more of that flavor into it than they normally do. Yeah. There's definitely some good chiptune bits in this. Ep yeah. Some good present upfront uh, synthesizers. So here's like, here's the, the brief uh, intro synopsis for you guys is that, um, Finn and Jake and BMO are hanging out. They see some sparkles. They follow the sparkles, and it leads them to this sort of like what? What, what did they call it? It was like a tape player that gave a hologram, like a yeah, like a holodeck player or something. Holodeck player. So they put in yeah. a um a tape, and then this holodeck player shows a hologram of their dad, Joshua, and he goes, "Hey, I created this dungeon that you guys are going to go through." And they're like, "Sweet, the dungeon's awesome." And then he's like, hey, Finn, cover your ears. So he covers his ears and he goes, hey, Jake, 
you need to like this. I really made this for Finn because I'm not going to be around all the time. And he has to learn how to not be a crying baby. And <laughs> when he's saying this um, in the hologram, it's like been previously recorded. He's holding Finn and Jake and their babies. And <laughs> Jake is laughing as is fitting for Jake. And Finn is crying. But each time he like pokes him, he cries because he's literally an infant. Um, and that's what babies do is they cry. He's not a magically stretchy, flexible dog. No. So then they review that and he goes, okay, cool. So I'm going to send you down to this dungeon so you can get the family sword. It's made out of demon's blood. Um, and then the demon appears and goes, give me back my blood, Joshua. And he's like, he says some spell and sends him back to hell, I guess, or whatever dimension he came from. Which is interesting because now we know that Jake's dad also has powers of a sort or comes from some realm. Uh, yeah, Jake's dad is is an interesting character. And this is, I think, the first time we get a little bit of a glimpse into that history. So, I mean, at some unknown point, Finn and Jake's parents passed away. And it's not, I don't think it's ever really specifically said how or why or when. Um but Jake's dad, Finn and Jake's dad, Finn yeah. was adopted, but he's equally their dad. Uh, so Joshua is speaking to them from beyond the grave, basically. Yeah. And he says that, and he says, he says that if you've seen this, you've seen the sparkles, which kind of represent his like ghost or spirit or residue. Yeah. He called them his spirit sparkles. My spirit sparkles guided you to this tape, which of course sets off something in my brain. <laughs> What is the mortality or immortality of people in Adventure Time? How does this work? What does life mean? And then, you know, the existential dread that underpins my every waking moment <laughs> starts to influence my, my thought process. Well, and, and when they watch it, he does go, if you're seeing this, it means I passed on. So I was like, whoa, did he just reveal he died to them? But they're not really phased. In this whole episode, they don't really um, interact too much with like, what does it mean to have your parent dead? Like they're, they're not really affected by the fact that their dad is dead. Like it seems that yeah, they've come to terms with it. There's very little in the show that, that deals with that. I guess I, I think the show just starts with them being on their own. Yeah. And Jake is older in dog years, I guess. So he is better uh, adapted to deal with that, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Apparently. But also if, if these spirit sparkles are Joshua coming back to guide them to the tape, that's, must mean that at some level Joshua is aware of what's been happening to Finn and Jake since he passed. In which case, why would he still think Finn is so soft that he needs to do this dungeon to toughen him up? Great logic question. Um, <laughs> that I don't know the answer to. So yeah, so he wants him because he's because yeah. So the advice that that Joshua is giving is coming from the perspective of a dad with a crying baby who's like, I need to make sure that this kid learns how to stop crying so it's not really based in any sort of current reality for finn that he needs this advice as evidenced by after they learn this they go down to the dungeon and they go through the first trial and jake almost is susceptible to the like the first what do you call them like the uh the guys they get to get past oh the hot dog monster yeah hot dog monster yeah. they have to get through the first level if this is a video game jake almost fails but finn takes charge and goes, no, Jake, don't eat those hamburgers or hot dogs. We have to, um, like, that's probably a distraction. And then, lo and behold, it is. He, like, 
picks up Jake and then like defeats the hamburger and hot dog monsters and makes it to the second level. Like he he's the hero, right? He's doing Finn stuff. Finn, this is what Finn does. And then the next hologram comes out and they make some covers easy again. And he goes like, Jake, just a reminder, I'm doing this because we need to toughen up Finn. And what he says is he goes, Finn needs to be put through a trial where he has to take charge of a situation and, and really like see through it. And Jake is like, uh, he, he already, he's already got that man. Like he doesn't need to do it that anymore. And he's like, I can't hear you. I'm a hologram or whatever. And then he then <laughs> then he tells um him to tell Finn when they go through the second level that he's a crybaby, a little whiny baby, a little whiny baby. Why now? I, I guess it seems. And now this kind of gets into some of the territory that I wanted to discuss is that Finn's dad is sort of representing an older school of parenting that's more negative reinforcement that's being a bit more harsh. You know what I mean? On your kids? Yeah. He, who's this voice actor? I forgot to look it up, but he speaks in sort of an old-timey voice. Old-timey voice. And it's it's clear that he cares about Finn, and this, but this is his way of parenting. And his way of parenting is sort of belittling Finn. Um, it's a negative reinforcement. Um, yeah. You know you know who, who Joshua reminds me of? Who? Um, I don't know if you know this character, but... Uh, you know, I, I'm into comics. Oh, yeah. And D- DC comics, especially, but Constantine. Oh, I don't know Constantine. Please uh, go on. He's like this grisly British dark magic detective guy. Oh. He's like a re- real hardened kind of, you know, got to be tough. I'm chain smoking cigarettes yeah. and drinking booze all the time and dealing with demons. <laughs> and- yeah. <laughs> Literal demons in, in uh, Joshua's case. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wonder if. if there's a direct influence from that character. Uh, but that's, that's what I'm reminded yeah. of. It's sort of the toughen up, be a man school of thought. And what this episode starts to get at for me is kind of showing why negative reinforcement isn't probably the best motivation for people. Um, as is evidence, because they go through the second level and as um, Jake starts calling him a baby and says that their dad thinks he's a baby and he's sort of like taken aback because he clearly isn't a baby. But hearing that from the people he loves, like just takes the wind out of his sails. And he's like crashing and burning through that second level. And like Jake has to get them through past the uh, the fruit and the evil fruit babes or whatever you're going to call them. Um, <laughs> and before the third episode, before the third level, he's really down. And, and Jake is like, look, dad's telling me to do this. Like you need to to watch like the next hologram and not cover your ears so you can hear me saying. But what's really cool in the, the the second level sequence is is that the dad keeps popping up as like an apparition or a voice inside of Jake's head and is telling him like, hey, remember to call him a baby and hey, remember to listen to me. I'm your dad. And I really enjoyed that because, you know, this, this goes along with like the Marceline's uh, issues with her father, but I think everyone like, has daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. Every character on every TV show has daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it, I think it really, really gets to the point that like your parents, when they say things to you, can like implant on your brain. You know what I mean? And they can be this voice that like is sort of a barometer that you, when you're, you don't know what to do, you can think about what, what would they do? What have they said? 
which is really a great thing. But I think also what can happen with your parents or with anybody else who gives you advice is that a lot of times advice can be given that's useful at some point in your life, some sort of criticism. And it's useful. Like maybe you were having, maybe you were being a little bit of a baby and someone needed to tell you to toughen up, which is, was good in that instance. But now you've grown and maybe it's been 10 or 15 years and that previous advice is no longer valid, but you're still kind of carrying it around in your head. You know, yeah, well, this is this is like the discussion they have uh, when they get to the the fork in the road. And they yeah. have to pick one of two paths and the gross guy on the first path, mm-hmm. they they're like, we don't want to take that path because this gross dude is here and he gets upset. It's like, oh, man, you, you guys think I'm gross and they say, oh, man, it's okay. We're only telling you you're gross because we love you, man. Like, <laughs> you just take a bath. Like, we're, we're giving you this advice. And he was receptive to it. They were, they were clear about their, you know, they were giving honest criticism. They weren't trying to trick him in any way. Right. <laughs> they approached the situation a lot more maturely than Joshua it, is giving them credit Exactly. For. And in that instance, like, right, so telling someone that he was gross while harsh criticism was helpful and good in that moment. And now hopefully that creature will go and and take a bath or a shower and will start (laughs) to maintain hygiene and that'll be great. And that's, that's like the best case scenario. But what what wouldn't be great is if two years down the line, that creature who has now been maintaining proper hygiene still has in his head that he's gross. You know what I mean? Um, Which I I think check in on him. Yeah. Which I think is something (laughs) that happens to us. Like when somebody, you know, Hey, look, I'm trying to write a song, right? I sing the song and somebody goes like, your voice doesn't sound that great. And you're like, ah, God damn it. And then you can work on it and your voice can get better. But people will hold in their heart that their voice isn't good because somebody told them that a while ago. And it's like, well, no, no. Yeah, your voice wasn't good back then, maybe. And maybe you need to hear that so you could work on it. But now it's good. You know, it's like, I think that this this kind of shows that holding on to those memories or holding on even even if it's credible to negative reinforcement critiques all those things if you give too much credence to that side of the motivation it'll weigh you down um Mm -hmm. it's an important part of the formula you need the encouragement you need some critique but if you just live in critique world all of a sudden you're like jake you're slumped over and you can't do what you set out to do you know Yep, Joshua was an old-timey jerk. Old-timey jerk. Where that's how people were motivated back then. But what's interesting is is that even though we're saying this, it still is clear and just sort of like in the Marceline episode, like even if you've grown past your parents and you've grown up, there's something about that relationship that you always kind of want resolved. And, you know, it's clear that Joshua, once Finn completes the mission in the third level and says he's proud of him through the hologram, it means a lot to Jake and Finn. It means a lot to Finn. Finn is happy. He's 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 uplifted by it. And then when they finish and they're walking out, him and Jake remark to each other like, oh God, wasn't dad the greatest? Yeah, I love dad. <laughs> and you see like, all right, their dad meant well and he, and he d- made this whole dungeon for them. It was great. And his intentions were right. But the way he carried them out were kind of hurtful. But he's from a different generation. So we kind of let it go. And... On the whole, ah, we still love dad. Like, that's just kind of how things are with parents or people you love. Yeah, I like how how Jake 
was the sort of lens from which Joshua's advice had to be focused through in order to in order for it to reach Finn. Uh-huh. And that that beatbox scene mm. where he's like rewinding and fast forward and picking out the right words and making it like really motivational and into a song yeah. was masterfully done. I like that a lot. And actually the second episode in a row that we've watched to feature beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. Um great pickup because yeah. And that's kind of like maybe something that a sibling or a friend could do for you is because so through the holograms now Jake has the player as Finn is defeating the last monster and he's playing the 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 things from the dad um like the hologram like the tape messages where he's talking about how Finn's a baby or also now he's given him like this affirmation like way to go in conquering the game but yeah but now he's remixing it he's taking out the songs like he's sampling the words um so he's like a yeah I, dude that's such a great observation he's the filter yeah Jake Jake fulfills that role for Finn uh a lot throughout the series I think totally um I guess I guess it's cuz he's older <laughs> <laughs> But I like how Jake isn't perfect or in double. Like, no, he makes lots of mistakes. Um, um, also, I mean, what's cool was um, didn't um, Lady Rainicorn? She came through in his head too. Yeah, well, <laughs> right the uh, the imaginary Joshua playing yeah. in his head, telling him the mean things to say to Finn when he when he realized that you know he was in control of how Joshua's message was getting through. Then he realized that he could just make any message he wanted and so he he envisioned his girlfriend kissing his eyeball which was really weird it was but i think it kind of goes to show is like you can have a lot of voices in your head like as you go into the world you can you can make you can get a girlfriend or a partner or some friends that can become voices in your head and doesn't just have to be that one from your parents yeah um good shit i liked this episode a lot yeah it was fun uh some Pretty terrifying scenes, I thought, with the the fruit witches. Oh right, <laughs> but I I do love how this show juxtaposes morbidly frightening visuals, sort of randomly, oh, <laughs> with yeah. morals and characters like barely paying any attention to them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, big time. Um, hey, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You see the sale? Yes, I saw the snail. Oh, Nick, did you see the snail? Yes, I did. Hey, <laughs> I did yeah, it. Play that theme song, baby. Hit it. Looking in the scenery throughout the land of Ooh. Eli's in waiting for me and you.
So that I love the song, by the way, Eric. Still, um, but that's the second time I've seen the snail, and um, coming clean, it's also the second time Sean's pointed out the snail while we were watching together. <laughs> I, it was, it was not super difficult to see, but you had to be like, like ready. Yeah. You had to be like, I'm watching Adventure Time. Let me like look at the television and focus on the episode. And then it was the first thing that you saw. But yeah. if you were like, oh, like, l- let me settle in. Like, let me grab my drink and sit down on the couch. And like you, then you would have missed it. Yeah. Because it's in the first it, real shot and that's, the show. And that's what happened to me is that the, the intro music on like the title card is really cool in this episode. It's the same music that plays at, in the, during the last fight. So I was going to write down, oh, this title music was really cool. And, and as I did that, Sean was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" I was too, ah, I was taking notes, um, but ah, oh, all right, that's good. We did it. That's yeah, second time ever. All right, congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Hey, so we just wanted to tell you guys about a new podcast. It's called Now Hear This, and it's hosted by Paul Kaminsky and Ryan Brady. It's a fun little deep dive into classic albums from the pop music lexicon. Yeah, they've got they've got new records, they've got old records, they got indie rock records, they got classic rock records. I um my first episode I listened to was Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the Edge of Town. And uh, Paul went all out on that episode. He cut clips of interviews in. They told the story of the record in like chronological order. And I got so much Bruce Springsteen lore out of this episode. It dramatically increased my enjoyment of that album. Yeah, I've been listening to episodes on some of my favorite albums from Ben Folds and Kanye West. It's a really great way to revisit some albums that maybe you haven't listened to in a while or learn about something new and check out something different. Yeah, it's called Now Hear This. That's the name of the podcast from Ryan and Paul. Cheers, guys. I can't wait to hear more. All right, uh, so time for our next segment. You want to play this newly completed theme song for Miscellanea Mania? Hit it. good one <laughs> um as, as as recording this just full transparency i i wrote it and there's the lo-fi version that was played was that in episode nine nine yeah that was the lo-fi version i was supposed to we were supposed to finish it for 10 didn't happen now we're recording 11 it's gonna happen oh yeah it's gonna happen sooner or later it's gonna happen <laughs> but uh hey you got any uh any trivia for us eric uh, so I noticed once again the voice acting credit list at the end was wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> and in a somewhat logical way, uh, so the episode that happens before this is Ghost Princess, mm-hmm. uh, which Maria Bamford plays that 
the title character. Yeah. And I think they just used the the voice credit card for that episode. <laughs> because Maria Bamford is credited as the ghost princess and then you don't get Joshua on on those credits. So I don't I don't know. I guess this is a, an issue. Yeah. This show. <laughs> that's a that's a great question if we ever get like a production coordinator or something on the show is to be like, <laughs> "What happened there?" Um but yeah. Very interesting. Was this one uh, censored at all? I don't think it would need to be, right? Yeah, there were plenty of parts that were censored. <clears throat> Some of it seemingly randomly, uh, but mostly in Latin America, uh, just scenes that were too weird or violent or I don't know. There were scenes... Oh, there were some scenes that were censored in Australia, New Zealand, because the incantation that Joshua says to uh, defeat the demon yeah. apparently includes a religious word in one of the religions that's practiced wow. over there. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm assuming love, it was unintentional, but <laughs> I was going to say, I love how that sounds like it was probably intentional. Like what he's saying isn't just gibberish. Like they actually went and found some from words from some religion. Right. Well, the fun part about that incantation is the, uh, it ends in the word pancakes yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Apparently, there are pictures on the wall of the hologram from however many years ago. I guess this was probably like 14 years ago in Finn and Jake's time. Uh-huh. Uh, so their their old living room has pictures on the wall of cats. Uh, and his incantation ends with the word pancakes. Uh, one, of the char- one of the character designers on the show, uh, Natasha Allegri, who I guess did some of the storyboarding for this episode also, uh, had a pet cat named Pancake, and that was, I guess, sort of a through-line Easter egg of the show. Wow. Because the, the demon that comes back looks like a cat. Sort of. I guess he does a little. Yeah. But you, but also, I, I didn't realize this because, have you seen any of the gender-swapped episodes? No. They're fun. Uh, there's a There's a handful of them. Uh, it's not Finn and Jake. It's Fiona and Cake, <laughs> and it's it's a girl and a cat. Love it. Can't and wait. And I I I thought that Cake was just the rhyme with Jake, but apparently, like a cat named Pancake, is oh. a theme for the Adventure Time crew. Oh wow, that's cool. Ah, oh, good find. This is some good trivia you got here. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and pancakes find their way into the show quite often. You know, there's the the making bacon pancake oh, song. Of course. <laughs> uh, I think pancakes were mentioned in in the episode we we watched last week. I can't remember where. Me neither. But it's it really is like one of the perfect foods for this show. <laughs> Just spiritually, it fits so so well. The other thing that I keyed into immediately was when the. Uh, the hot dog monster and hamburger monster, they have a line when they come to life that they say. Yeah. And like, this is obviously some weird demon speak. That's got to be something in reverse. I'm sure someone has figured it out. And of course they have, uh, it is reverse for mix your blood with ours. It'll be cool. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love it. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, Okay, I have another question about the um about the dungeon that we it's kind of big and we didn't talk about it. So, first of all, this this dungeon, all those creatures have been waiting there for fourteen years, <laughs> I guess. But in the hologram, in the last one, the monster grabs Joshua. 
And I was like, is this how Joshua died? Um, and then when they get in there, all of the like the hologram video recorder and tapes are just splayed. So it's like, wait, 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 wait. Is this how their dad died? Making I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so I either. Think he, he maybe just lost control for a minute while he was filming, and because I mean the monster's obviously chained up when they when they do get there. So he so he got it under control, but was probably like. Pfft. I don't need any more of this shit. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And just left everything. And just, okay. As it was. Yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he probably recorded the, vi- he seemed to be recording these videos in sequential order. So he probably didn't uh, do the last one where he congratulated Finn on completing the dungeon until after he got the, that de- that like monster all caged up. So, okay. 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 That makes yeah. sense. Also uh, that, that caged up monster has the key to the demon sword uh around his wrist mm. and i think finn was supposed to defeat the the monster and then take the key to unlock the demon sword yeah. and that was his prize but finn just brute strength broke through the the chains and got the sword anyway without the key right so he did the dungeon wrong he did but it's almost like he was like it's like the the dad being like this is what you need to do and then the son just coming and breaking through and being like Dad, I am way past this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, cool. Well, this is a great app. I really liked it. I liked doing this one too. This is a good energy we had today, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't bonus sized. No, just a regular good old app. Hey, we're back on track. <laughs> this feels like it. God willing, we are back on track. Took a few episodes, but here we are. <laughs> Uh, well, let's figure out what we're going to watch for next week. Right. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Let's go! It's the episode. We're going to watch episode 97 overall, which is season four, episode 19, Lady and Peebles. Oh, Lady? Okay, cool. It's sort of implied that uh, Princess Bubblegum and Lady Rainicorn have an analogous relationship to Finn and Jake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's never really, you know, laid on that heavy. Uh, but there are a few episodes that are like, here's a PB and Rainicorn episode. Oh, cool. I We haven't watched any Rainicorn stuff. <laughs> uh, no, so this will be fun. This will be cool to watch. Uh, she is a, a fun character. And in the episodes that focus on her, they subtitle her. Oh fun. Uh, yeah. Unless this is one of the ones where they don't and it's comedic she, because she has does she have the voice box thing? Oh, there's that sometimes too. There's they they do a lot of funny things with her. I like I like the character. Me too. Be good up. She's a great partner for Jake. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh it looks like it's a Rebecca Sugar storyboarded episode also. All right. We we like those. Let's go. Uh cool. All right. All right. So uh, see y'all next week. Peace out, y'all. Enjoy your poke.